God's grace and, and his mercy and his peace. These are yours through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. I'm going to look at the New Testament lesson for this morning from Philemon. And I'd like to read just again verse 6. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever read somebody else's mail? That's what we're doing today, actually, as we read one of the shorter books in the Bible. Actually, it's not a book. This, it's a letter, a letter of Paul, a personal letter of Paul and his partner Timothy to a man by the name of Philemon. As we are looking at this book, actually, what we're doing is we're reading somebody else's mail. Now, I think you know uh, 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 Paul pretty well and Timothy pretty well, but you may not know the other people who are mentioned in Paul's letter. And it might be good to just have a little bit of background information about each one of them. Philemon was a friend of Paul's. And most likely, Paul was the one who brought or led Philemon to faith in Jesus. It is supposed that Philemon was a fairly wealthy man and that he also had slaves, one of them being Onesimus. Now, that whole topic of slavery in the Bible, that's a puzzle for us. Let's just simply say, did not have, it was not a God-pleasing practice, all right? But it was a part and parcel of society back in the first century. It was accepted as a, a, as a practice. Now, Aphia, who is mentioned, is thought to be Philemon's wife. And this fellow Archippus, or Archippus, however you want to call him, is supposed that either he was their son, or he was the pastor of the church that met in Philemon's home. And so it is that Paul wrote, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker to Aphia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. And Onesimus? Well, Onesimus was one of Philemon's slave who, for one reason or another, had run away from his master. And in running away also, it appears from what Paul says a little later in this letter, that Onesimus must have stolen something from Philemon as well. So as he escaped from slavery, what Philemon did, or Onesimus did, was he went to Rome where Paul was in prison, and he sought out Paul. And there he also became a believer in Jesus as well. And there was a very strong relationship and close bond that formed between Onesimus and Paul, so much so that Paul writes, I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Now, as we work our way through this letter, 
See if you can't identify with one or more of the three main characters in this letter. I, I, I think we can. We can either identify with Paul, or we can identify with Philemon, or we can identify with Onesimus, which is what makes this letter a very useful letter. Now, I also need to bring this into the picture as we try to relate this story to our, our, our lives, to the story that this letter tells. And what they are, the words of Jesus from today's gospel lesson, especially these words. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So what do those words of Jesus have to do with Paul and Philemon and Onesimus and, and how we might relate to them? Well, what these words of Jesus are about carrying our cross really are words about you and I living out our faith. And let's make note of this, that our faith is a gift to us from God. This carrying our cross is not our way of making faith or earning our way into faith. No, faith is a gift from God as well as the gifts of forgiveness that come with the gift of faith and the promise of everlasting life that comes with the gift of faith. And so to carry our cross really is simply to live out the faith that we have been given. And it's called carrying a cross because sometimes living out our faith, sharing God's unconditional love and forgiveness in Jesus Christ, sometimes in order for us to do that, it involves us making a personal sacrifice in order to live in the way that Jesus is calling us to live. That's the main line to the story of each of the three men the characters in this letter to Philemon. Each one of them is being presented with an opportunity to carry their cross, to live out God's unconditional love and forgiveness. And in so doing, each one of them is being called to make a personal sacrifice in order to do it. So to begin with, there's Paul. Here's Paul's situation, and see if you can't relate to Paul's situation. Paul is in the middle of two brothers in Christ who are in conflict with one another. Have you ever been in the middle of someone else's conflict? What Paul, his situation is he's trying to help two brothers in Christ come to forgiveness and come to a point of reconciliation. He's, he's trying to help two brothers in Christ to do the right thing thing. And he's becoming involved in their dispute, which is his cross to bear. Because after all, if you were to ask him, I think Paul might say in a private moment, I think I've got enough problems of my own right now. He's in prison, in chains, let alone take on someone else's problems of a conflict that they're having. And yet, that's exactly the cross that God has positioned him to carry in this moment. And in case you're wondering, it would appear from the letter that Paul has already successfully encouraged Onesimus to do the right thing 
and to go back to his owner and seek the forgiveness of Philemon for what he has done wrong. That's the cross he needs to carry, Onesimus does, and he is now willing to carry it. And so Paul says, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and to me. I am sending him who is my very heart back to you. So maybe you can relate to Paul. Perhaps you can relate to Philemon. Maybe it's a little bit easier to relate to Philemon. Philemon has been wronged by someone else. Philemon has been damaged by someone else's words and someone else's actions. And Philemon's cross to carry is to forgive. It's to take back the one who has wronged him, who has damaged him. It is to take him back in a new and changed relationship. He is to forgive the one who has wronged him. He is to look at Onesimus not through the eyes of the world, not through the eyes of being his master, but instead looked at him through the eyes of being his brother in Christ. And to look at him really through the eyes of forgiveness. That will call for a sacrifice on his part, won't it? Forgiving someone. Restoring someone. You know how hard that is. You've had to do that, haven't you, at some point in time in your life? Entering into a new and a changed relationship, seeing, seeing this person not from his point of view, but now seeing this person from God's point of view. That's Philemon's cross to carry. Might that also be yours? Then there's Onesimus. Can you relate to Onesimus? Have you ever been in a situation where you needed to seek out and ask someone's forgiveness for what you had done? For the damage that you caused them with your words and, and with your actions? That's what Onesimus needed to do humble himself. That was the cross he was being called to carry. And you know, I think of the three, I think there's one of these three characters that we can most closely and easily identify with, and it's Onesimus. Here's what Martin Luther essentially wrote about this letter of Paul to Philemon, and in particular, about on Onesimus. He said, we all have been Onesimus. We each have. We each have been in a place where we know we have sinned against someone, we have hurt someone, we have damaged someone with our words and with our actions, and we need to humble ourselves and we need to go to them and we need to ask for forgiveness and seek to be reconciled. Now along those lines, there's a picture of God's love toward us in Christ to see in what Paul writes to Philemon 
about any of the wrongs that Onesimus has done toward him. So if you consider me a partner, Paul writes, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has done you any wrong or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will pay it back. I hope those words bring to your mind Jesus and what he has done for you. We each have sinned. We've sinned against God. We have not lived up to his word. We have not lived, lived up to his glory or his honor. We have sinned against him. Each one of us has, and Jesus, like Paul, has stepped in. And he has said to our Heavenly Father, on each one of our behalfs, if she owes you anything, if he owes you anything, I will pay it back. I write this with my own letters in blood on the cross, Heavenly Father. If he owes you, if she owes you anything, I myself will pay it back. And that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross, isn't it? Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Ephesians 1, verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his grace. We do have his grace. We do have his forgiveness. We do have his spirit. The same powerful spirit who has brought us to faith and keeps us in faith and enables us to take up our cross and live out our faith in a way that Paul assures us of as he opens this letter, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And as he assures us again that we have this grace, this power of the Spirit in our lives to live out our faith and take up our cross, in his closing words to the letter where he says again, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So that we may be active, as Paul says in this verse, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. May that grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. If you are in Paul's situation right now, in the middle of somebody else's conflict, seeing a brother in Christ who needs to be reconciled with a sister in Christ, or a sister in Christ who needs to be reconciled with a sister in Christ, or a brother in Christ who needs to be reconciled with a brother in Christ, that you would be given the boldness to intervene and to help 
your brother and sister in Christ to do the right thing and to reconcile with one another. Not, not to demand that they do it, but as Paul encouraged Philemon so that you would be the encourager to help them see they have the opportunity now to live out the love of God in Jesus Christ by sharing his forgiveness with one another. Paul says, but I, I, I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do will be done spontaneously and not forced. May that grace of God be with you if you relate to Philemon. And you can picture in your mind's eye the person that has wronged you and the person who has damaged you and the, the person who you need to forgive. That that spirit would open you to not only forgive that person, but to take them back into your life and not just take them back into your life as they once were, but take them back into your life in a new and a changed relationship, even as Paul, Paul was encouraging Philemon to take Onesimus back, not as a slave, but as a brother in the Lord. Confident of your obedience, Paul wrote to, to Philemon, and now I think he speaks to us if we're in that setting, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I ask. May that grace of God be with you if you are Onesimus. If you're the one who has done the wrong, if you're the one who needs to humble and ask for God's forgiveness and ask that person for God's forgiveness in order to be reconciled to that person. May that grace be with each one of us so that flowing from God's unconditional love and his forgiveness in Jesus and the promise of eternal life that we have in Jesus, we may each take up our cross and, and follow him. For it's in those moments it's in those moments that the blessing of Paul about us realizing how much we have in Jesus, it's in those moments as we share what we have in Jesus, it's in those moments that we come to realize just how much he has blessed us each in Jesus. May the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as you carry your cross unto life everlasting. Amen.